Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of agriculture and rural life. We are being joined by Howard Olson, Senior Vice President, Government and Public Affairs with Ag Country Farm Credit Services, to discuss all the recent political happenings and its impact on ag policy. First, welcome to the program, Howard. Hello, Adam. Thanks for giving me a little time here and for uh, visiting for a bit. Not a problem at all, Howard. And there is a lot going on in the world of politics, as, as there normally is, but specifically recently, we got past the continuing resolution or budget debate, at least temporarily. There's a 45-day extension on that. However, that launched into the vacating of the House Speaker role. How does this whole Speaker of the House race and vacation of that position impact the Farm Bill going forward? And that's, um, yeah, the, the question everybody's wondering and waiting to see, you know, it, it's a real problem. I mean, a wrench in the gears, this is more like putting the brakes on the gears. Uh, so I'm in Washington, D.C. this week, and, and we've had a, several different people visit with us, and I've, I've been in some, some meetings with some of our members and so on. And quite frankly, this and, and just watching the news, the, the speaker situation is still in flux. So maybe by the time this comes out, this is resolved, but uh, you just never know. It's all changing almost hourly. If they do finally get a speaker elected and in place, then there's just a number of items to deal with. First is going to be the aid to Israel and Ukraine that will have to be taken care of. I would think that could move along fairly quickly, but again, you just never know with this Congress. And then there's a number of appropriations bills and or uh, pass another continuing resolution or CR by November 17th. Recall that continuing resolution that they agreed on a couple of weeks ago. So if they don't do anything, if we don't have a speaker by the 17th of November, we're facing another uh, potential government shutdown. Now, I would doubt that they could get through all these appropriation bills by that time. So we'll probably see a continuing resolution. And and that CR could be extended into January. Once they get all that done, then they can get to the farm bill. So I think in just conversations of what we're hearing with different members uh, that we visited with the last few days, it's just more people on the Hill are realizing that this farm bill won't get done in time. It won't get done by the end of the year. And it's really the end of the year. It's into January when the impacts of the permanent law uh, start to hit. So um, they're realizing it's not going to get done by that time and that we're going to need an extension. But again, the way this Congress works, you just never know. It could be on New Year's Eve before they get to the extension. You know, they wait to the last minute. We could have a countdown to an extension and to, to New Year's at the same time. So who knows? We will just have to wait and see and, and keep pushing and, and um, pushing them to get a speaker and pushing them to keep moving along and either get an extension or start addressing the farm bill. Now, we have seen the farm bill really delayed a few times. Earlier this year, it was the debt ceiling. Now it's the budget or continuing resolution. And that's ultimately all pushed it back. But next year, Howard, is an election year. So I can't imagine that people in Washington, D.C. would want to let the new farm bill go too far into the year without being passed. Once we get into about the third week of January, third to fourth week of January, everybody's getting pretty wrapped up with primary elections and so on. It's taken a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of focus, and I just don't think that they'll want to be discussing a farm bill at that time. And then the rest of the year is just in the election cycle. So 
My bet would be that we get an extension to the end of December of 24. Howard, of course, you and and people at Egg Country meet regularly with elected officials. What have some of those conversations been like lately and and just the overall mood? Because you guys were out in Washington, D.C. when the whole continuing resolution debate was going on. Yeah, we were there that week when they were trying to figure out uh, if they're going to shut the government down or not. That last week of September, we were out there. Uh, Regarding the farm bill, there's getting to be a little bit more debate between the uh, Senate Democrats and Republicans and the House um, Democrats and Republicans and, and there, there's a lot of people the commodity groups and agriculture that would like to see more money put into the commodity titles and into crop insurance uh, we hear from some of our senators uh, where they're making statements that that you know we're not going to uh, we're not going to we're not going to reauthorize a farm bill unless we can get some more um, help for agriculture in it um, let's get let's get Let's get farm back in the farm bill is some of the comments that we're hearing. And so there's um, but the challenge with that is where do they get the money to do it? Uh, it's possible that some money could be moved from one of the titles from conservation over to the um, commodity title, for example. But there's also um, a group that wants to, including Chairwoman Stabenow, that has been pretty insistent that that conservation money needs to stay in conservation. And, and that's extremely important. And, and there's a good points to that as well. So where will they land? There's just gonna have to be some good uh, conversations and discussions and some common sense uh, kind of applied to some of this. And, and where do you find that right compromise? What's the right balance? How do we move some of that money from one place to another? Or can we get some additional money from the budget committee? Um, that's, a, that's a real stretch in this environment. So um, it's gonna have to come from somewhere else and, and there's just been a lot of debate on how that's going to work. Um, so I think that's one more issue that could hold up the farm bill, at least from getting getting out of the gate. You know, throughout your conversations, is there any optimism across the board when it comes to the farm bill or anything? Not necessarily getting it passed, because we do know at some point there will be a farm bill passed, but anything new or just anything on the egg front that could be seen as a win? Yeah, I think there is. There's good discussions going on. On the House side, you know, both the Democrats and the Republicans have been very complimentary to the Ag Committee Chairman, G.T. Thompson. Uh, they really appreciate the work that he's done and all of the field hearings and everything that he's had. So even from the Democrats, very complimentary to Chairman Thompson. There was apparently on the House Republicans, they got a, they got a preview glimpse of some of the farm bill language uh, this past week. They haven't shared anything, uh, any specifics. Nothing has been released, you know, to the press or anything like that, or to the public. Uh, but but they have gotten a glimpse at it now. Over on the Senate side, we had a meeting with Senator Bozeman a couple of days ago, and and again, he's still pushing for changes in the reference prices. Wants to see some improvements to crop insurance to make it more affordable um, as well. And and of course, both of those are are going to take some money to do that. And. Uh, in in listening or just hearing some of the news of, of recent visits that Senator Hoven has had, uh, you know, he's kind of saying the same thing. We we need to get we need to get the farm back in the farm bill. Is is Senator Hoven's comments, and we appreciate that. We like that both of their efforts to to try and move some more money into the farm programs and into the crop insurance programs. And so hopefully there's some some light at the end of the tunnel on that too, and we can get some of that done. And so the Midwest Council of Agriculture and Ag Country Farm Credit Services have both 
pushed for some changes to crop insurance. Would you just like to elaborate on what those changes are being proposed and how may they affect people listening along? Oh, sure. Be happy to. You know, the last six crop years now, we've had ad hoc disaster uh, assistance come out and to the tune of about three and a half billion dollars a year just for the crop part of the disaster programs. And that just really seems to indicate that we need some better protection in here. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about a permanent disaster program. Well, we've tried that. That doesn't work. But a way to, to get better protection would be to get farmers up to the higher coverage levels. The, the 80 and 85 percent. Those coverage levels are already available. They're out there. They're part of the program. There's rates for them. And we find farmers in the I states, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and so on, most of those farmers are insuring their crops at the 80 and 85 percent coverage levels. But all around the rest of the country, across uh, North Dakota, northern Minnesota, across Texas, across Michigan, every, anywhere else that you go, we find that most of the farmers are insuring at 70 and 75% coverage levels. So if we can get farmers, and it's because the, the higher levels, the 80 and 85, just are not affordable. Uh, it's just too much money to go to that next step. So if we can make those coverage levels more affordable, if we can increase that premium support, make them more affordable, and get more farmers to those higher coverage levels, we should be able to eliminate a lot of the need for the ad hoc disaster programs. Um, and then we're doing this through a, through a program that's, that's already established, already set up. It's got a delivery channel in place. It's something that uh, farmers are paying some of the premium on as well. And it's something that their lender can also uh, bank on and use as, as collateral as well, so help with credit. So it just checks a whole lot of boxes. So we're encouraging, we're, we're working with senators and, and with representatives in Washington to see if we can move that idea along a little bit further. Well, Howard, thank you very much for taking a little bit of time and sharing your insights and feedback from people who may not get the exact chance to, to speak with elected officials. So important information. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Adam. Anytime. Happy to do it. That is Howard Olson, Senior Vice President, Government and Public Affairs with Egg Country Farm Credit Services. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can message Egg Country on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question using their website at eggcountry.com.